Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Now today, I want to preach a sermon entitled, The Power to Change Your Present and Future. The power to change the present and the future. Many years ago, in my personal experience, beyond the gifts that the Lord has bestowed on my life, and of which I'm eternally grateful and humbled to be counted, was it to preach the gospel? The assignment, the mandate uh, that was given to me was a big one. And in the instructions that I received by God in the teachings or the way that I minister. Firstly, if you've been with me for a long time, you realize I'm more of an action minister. I open my spirit and let the spirit of God minister according to the order he saw me there. So sometimes even what I write or put down for reference, I might not be able to minister. And that's okay. The most important thing is that the heart of a man is ministered to, that wherever you are spiritually, whether you're a babe or in the middle, or you're about you know, 20 or 30 years in the walk of faith, Somewhere, somehow, your message will be there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, one of the things that I was mandated in the preaching of faith, the Lord was very, very particular. He said, this is how you will know that you're preaching faith. Okay? If you minister or teach in the realm of faith to a place of convincing the human spirit or the heart, that everything is possible, then you have preached faith. If I can, by the grace of God, minister to your spirit to a place where all things are possible, then I have preached faith rightly. And I emphasize that today because many people or ministers in the way of faith actually cannot be justified by Mark 9.23. Jesus said unto them, if you can believe, he says, all things are possible to him that believeth. Not many ministers actually can walk in the justification of Mark 9.23. Why? Because when you listen to their faith, you see that there are spaces or places, or by reason or logic or math or science, certain things are not possible. Certain things cannot happen. Certain things, they usually say, not realistic. And that's a dilution of faith. It sounds like it's a simple thing. But if you take time to breathe that in and process it, it is a very powerful thought that all things are possible. Depending on where your imagination is in the glory of possibility. In the idea of possibility. What is possible to you? When we talk about possible, what do we mean? Do we mean it's possible to go to school? Yes, that's general. Anybody can go to school. We're talking about things that are beyond human understanding. We're talking about things that are beyond human interpretation. We're talking about things that you will never have the language to express or explain, but are possible because you believe. And so for as long as I'm given the grace to preach this message, I will preach you into the glory and spirit of of all things possible. And tonight, Lord gave me something beautiful to help you again in that walk. And this is where I want to start from. It is possible to change anything in your present life. And it is possible to change anything in your future. You might not be able to change the past. You see, although even scripturally, I can show you how the past can be changed. But if you say, oh, you know, I'm not interested anymore in the past. Most importantly, 
we forget the things that are past and look forward ahead where Christ is, okay? I want to show you the power of changing anything. You can change anything, present and anything to come. The challenge that we deal with as believers is that many times in the preaching of the gospel, we have borrowed a fallen life and inferior revelations due to our traditions and wisdom of men and imported that because it is accurate to our present circumstances. It agrees with our present situations. Then we take that and say, this is where faith uh, functions. This is how faith functions. And you could take for granted even the most amazing experiences of God because you see them from the eyes of fallen men. You see them from your carnal nature. You interpret them from the fallen wisdom of men, which the Bible says is brought to naught or nothing. In other words, anything that is fallen or the wisdom of men will and can be brought to nothing. It cannot compare to the wisdom which God has given us in Christ Jesus. And I want to show us a reality here. The gospel St. John, the first chapter, the fourth verse. The Bible says, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. And darkness comprehended it not. The light shineth in darkness. Present continuous. See? And darkness comprehended it not. Past. Is a dancing. That means darkness cannot evolve around the glory of light. It never could evolve around the glory of light. You see that? This scripture is so powerful. So powerful. And I'm going to show you the power of this. It's going to blow you. Let's go back. In him was life. And so when we're talking about the life of God in Christ, which is the word of God, talking about the life of God, in Christ. He says it is demonstrated, it is revealed, it is expressed in the glory of light. You see that? It's expressed in the glory of light. So without light, we cannot fully interpret the life which was in Christ. That life becomes the light of man. Becomes the light of man. Now, let's go a bit scientific. If some of you have studied basic physics, I mean simple physics, you don't need to even go so far. If you continue to study about light, it began by the Holy Spirit ministering to me that actually it has even come to man that light has speed. You see, light has speed. We call it the speed of light. Some say it's able to be calculated. Some say it cannot be calculated. But it's agreeable that there is a speed at which light travels. You agree? So, look at it this way. If I'm standing somewhere and light is hitting my body, in my present world, okay, I cannot easily interpret that this light that comes to me has a process of movement from the source to me. You see? Because I see it presently as light. And it's a continuous experience. The light shineth in darkness. It shineth. It's a present continuous experience. You know, light is a present continuous experience. See, if you stand in the middle of the sun, it's heating at you. But you see, here's a revelation the Lord shows me. That that which touches you concerning light is actually past in the realm of time talking about the realm of time, first dimensional realities now. If you're talking about the realm of time, okay, that which touches you is actually the past. Why? Because there is a time frame from the time it leaves its source to the time it comes and touches you. Or to the time it comes to your eye to see that this is light. Now, the speed at which it leaves its source to come to you is that which now we question because we might not be able to calculate it fully or some might try 
in their own science. But the point is that there is a process from when light leaves a source X and hits on anything or an individual Y. You see that? Now, because there's a time factor there, whatever comes to the man's present is actually past. In other words, we live in the past. Many of us live in the past, but we do not know that we actually live in the past. Everything that happens around us is actually in the past. This moment of time, every moment the light is hitting my body, time wants to be slowed. You see? It would show that I'm functioning, I'm doing all my activities in that which came from a source that was faster and quicker, has a certain preeminence to my world. So I can actually say, we live presently in the past. We live presently in the past. You see, physics also tells you nothing with mass, any mass can travel to the speed of light. Nothing with any mass. This body is mass. You see, so nothing by mass can travel to the speed of light. You see, that which has to travel by the speed of light, it has to be pure energy, like photons, right? They're pure energy, pure energy. If something in its absolute sense can attain the state of pure energy, then it can adapt to the speed of light. Now, I don't know whether you spiritual people understand what I'm saying. Now, I'm no longer talking about your physical. Now, I'm talking about the spirit man. It cannot. So, again, because this is speed, okay, to get to the level of the speed of light, you need a massless energy. Yet, in that it doesn't imply that there's no strength. In fact, it's at its most potency. You see what I'm saying? That is why light can cut. Light can strike and cut anything. You see? Laser and such things. Imagine that kind of energy. It could be weightless, but very powerful. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. But then I also realized this. That they have discovered, or they discovered for some time now, that as one draws closer or anything draws closer to the speed of light, automatically time starts to slow and space starts to contract or fold. I'm still talking about light. As you draw this visit closer to the speed of light, time, the concept, the whole idea starts to slow because time is slower than light, the speed of light. You see what I'm saying? Time is slower than the speed of light. Space starts to contract and fold because of the speed of light. Are you following me? That means at one particular point, if we are to assess the things that we see against the speed of light, they tell you even the world, the earth, would shrink to almost a point compared to the speed of light. If we have to attain the speed of light, even the earth becomes one single point. Time would become one single point. That means for time and space, Light does not relate. It cannot connect to it. Let me say it this way. For light, the space and time are not its experience. They are not an experience because it's not subject. It's faster than how you will calculate light. It can and will do way faster than how you calculate time in your own mind. You see what I'm saying? In your own mind. That means, scientifically, if we are to attain the speed of light, time and space become nothing. Because this is a higher law. In him was life. And the life was the light of man. Now remember, if time is slowed, if time is slowed against light, if we study the speed of light, time is slowed as we seek to attain the speed of light, time is slowed. <laughs> time is slowed. Spaces are folded and contracted. Things start going into, you know, the smallness because we are trying to attain a certain speed. I mean, you can sit in a fast-moving vehicle, for example, and when you're in it, okay, you're in a flight, for example, you see? It's moving at a certain speed. 
But where you're seated, you just seated in one place. You might not be able to understand what is happening at the speed you're on. You see? Because at that time, speed helps you redeem space. You understand what I'm saying? So, it's only far because you don't have the speed you need to get there. If you had the speed you need to get there, what you called far is not far. It's only longer in time to be attained in period because you don't have the speed to get there. But if you had the speed to get there, then time would not be a factor because it would happen when you want it, how you want it. Again, in him was life and the life was the light of men. Now, if I told us earlier that we live in our past, Okay? We need something in the revelation of this life and light to help us understand how then do we connect to what is present and how then do we connect to what is in the future if all we have in the ability of the flesh is evolving around that which is past. Hebrews 13, the eighth verse says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday today which is present I don't know whether I'm preaching to somebody and forever so he has brought a conversation that leaps you into the quantum of present and future it has given you a loop to say that if you live in the past of things okay if you live in the past of life because of the time issue concerning light. I am the same in the present. I'm still myself in the time that is not your past. And I'm still myself in the future. Did somebody understand what I just said? This is so powerful. Jesus the same yesterday Today and forever. The same. In other words, I am that fixed mark that is sufficient and able in your yesterday, that is sufficient and able in your today, but is also sufficient and able to function in your future. I still have eons in your future wherewith I can apply myself or demonstrate my power. I still have eons in your present time where I can demonstrate or manifest my power. I'm not subject to your time. I'm not subject to your progress from the past. No, even in the present, I still have the power to do. I still have the ability to affect your future where you have not yet been in the body. In him was life. And the life was the light and the light shineth in darkness. And darkness comprehended it. No, that means darkness is in your past. Revelationally, darkness is your past. Anything dark is in the past. Every second that goes in your life, every second of the clock that clicks on your life is already your past. So you live in your past. Even the few seconds before I spoke this, that's already the past. You're in a perpetual life of things getting in the past every second of your life. Every second that goes, one, that's already your past. Two, that's already your past. Three, that's already your past. If you get into the 15 seconds, the next 15 seconds, from the time I started preaching, everything that I've been preaching to this moment is the past. Even by the time I'm done with that sentence, it's already the past. So where do you begin to connect yourself firstly to what is present and future? Because if you do not know that, you have no power to connect or change your present and your future. And Jesus says, I'm the same. Jesus says, I'm the same. That means I'm still available in your present. So when Second Peter, the first chapter, the 12th verse, when he says, Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of those things, though you know them and be established in the present truth. We need now to explore why does 
Peter call it the present truth because the truth is not subject to only work in your past. If you lay hands on a person right now and they're sick, okay, and then it takes 5, 6, 10, 15 seconds for that miracle to happen. And then we see the manifestation of that healing after 15 or 20 seconds, after a week or after two days. Do you realize that your prayer was in the realm of the past? See? And the manifestation, even by that progress in the seconds or the weeks or the days, every second of it became your past. It still cannot define the present state of a man. Now, when we discuss truth, that's when we start defining present. Truth exists and is sufficient even in the present as it was in the past and shall be in the future. Truth is that absolute reality. If it was a particle in science, it would be defined at every point of our past, at every point of our present life and could be easily proved even in our point of the future. That is truth. If you define truth and cannot change your present, then you don't yet understand truth. If you talk about truth and you cannot define your future, then you have not yet understood truth. Because Christ becomes the word. He says, and the word became flesh. Or Christ becomes flesh. All right? For the Bible says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the only glory of the begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. And truth. See? So you can't say, I know Jesus Christ. I understand truth. Pontius Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? Yet Jesus was standing before him. And that's how blind men can be. Jesus was standing before him and he's asking truth. What is truth? truth because he thinks truth is a what not a who he cannot comprehend truth in the realm of a life he sees truth in the realm of an object what is truth he defines truth in the realm of an idea of a concept text he can only process it to that realm yet truth is a life in him is that life and that life becomes the light you see that is the truth that you embrace. So when you say, I'm reading the Bible, what is the place of your liberty? He says, you shall know the truth. No, you will know the truth. Or you shall know the truth. And the truth shall, not will, not might, not could, shall. That means there's an indelible command behind that possibility. Make you free. What is that freedom really? That freedom really is the ability to affect your present state and your future. You're not free if you have no say in your present circumstance. You're not free if you have no say in your future. It doesn't matter how free your past looks like. You need a continuous experience of the liberty of the spirit to allow you to walk in freedom in your present and to walk in freedom in your future. And God says, that only is in the power of the word. The person of Jesus Christ, which is the same. He's not subject to time and space. Because he is not a light. He is the light. He is the light. that lights every man that cometh in the world. He is the light. He is the light of men. Hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah, glory to God. That's why Paul says in 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, the 22nd verse, he says, whether Paul, that is the revelation of Paul, or Apollos, that is the revelation of Apollos, or Peter, that is the revelation of Peter or Cephas, or the world, and it says, or life, or death, or things present. He has begun from that realm. Or things to come. Or things present. Or things to come. He says, all things are yours. And you are Christ's. 
and Christ is God's. So because of God are ye in Christ. And because of Christ, your present and future is defined in the revelation of that God. Now, he has not only said that you can change the present or the future. He says, the present is yours and the future is yours. Color it. <laughs> Glory to God. Color it. Color it. Define it. Put what you want to put there. Remove what you want to remove there. Change what you want to change. If the present belongs to you, then you have the knowledge of all things present. If the future, listen to this, belongs to you, then you have the knowledge of the future. But I don't know. I don't know the future. I cannot tell the future. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, you see. Whatever will be, will be. And he says, oh, you have an unction from on high. He says, you know all things. I know all things. Oh, yes. According to God, you know all things. But I don't know. No, your mind might not be able to connect, but your spirit knows all things. So, you firstly have to leap in that glory by believing it first that you know your future. The life of Christianity is not a life that guesses the future. I knew where Fenero would be many years ago and I spoke these things while I was still 50, 10 members in small fellowships before we began Fenero. I spoke these words many years, even at the university, before you even had one person following you. We used to speak these things. We said we were going to see big things. We were going to change the world. We're going to have TV stations. We're going to have radio stations. We're going to broadcast the gospel. We will be on televisions in America, on Europe, in Africa. We will be there. And boy, we are going there every day. But you see, this is our past. Somebody shout hallelujah. The miracles that are happening now for us, oh, we arrested our eons many years ago. I prayed for my marriage many years ago. I aligned my children many years ago. I aligned my businesses many years ago. This ministry, the biggest part of what you see is already the past of it. Somebody shout hallelujah. Because the present belongs to you. And the future belongs to you. God said they are yours. You're not theirs. They are yours. The present life of men and the future life of humanity is in your hands. Do you know just how much power that is? Can you for a moment go back? Those of you, oh, and, and now, I, so I get offended when a believer tells me I cannot find a job. By the time these jobs were created in the world, where were you? What were you doing? Why just a passive man watching things going by? See, you must understand how the spirit realm works. You can only walk presently or in the future for what you have learned to fix in your past. Says that whatever you do in the present and the future is already aligned. It's already aligned. That is what they call redeeming time. You see, let me explain this a bit. There is a man right now who has learned in the present or in the future to affect it and he puts hands on his body and says, cancer, get out, and it gets out. There is a man, a man on the same planet who saw this come 20 years and he refused it. So when we get to the point where the cancer should be in his body, he has nothing to rebuke. That's called the redemption of time. So much as there is power to change your present and your future, what are you going to do with it? You could use that to heal cancer now. You could use that to command a new job now. You could use that to align your marriage. You could use that to align your business. Or you could actually use that to affect your next 50 years of existence. That's your choice. If you can leap 50 or 40 years ahead, then you are redeeming time. And God said, it is possible. That's why I'm asking. If you say that I have asked for a job for five years and I failed to get a job, I've believed God for this business breakthrough. Where were you when the idea of that business began? Were you an active participant in the spirit realm when that job was being created? Because these jobs, these businesses that are available, 
These are all ideas of the past. What were you doing at that point in that past? What were you doing at that particular point? Because remember now, when we get to time and space, like I told us, when we attain, as we attain the speed of time, these become points. They become points. That's why when Peter is sinking, Jesus asks him, the KJV says, from whence did you doubt? He was looking for the point. Which point? From where? Which place? In this narration, from whence? Not just why. No, the KJV says, from whence did you doubt? From what point did you lose it? That is why when we're defining sin, sin is missing the mark because it becomes a point. And that which is not done in faith is sin. Oh, somebody shout, Amen. Shabando robo sikata la bayeto lobo zakata. Jita mando roko sata. Hisa la bayendo huza. That's it, the Lord. He says, for now I position you in the redemption of time, of space, he says, and of all things that pertain to life and godliness. And then so shall the world know truly what is my glory and who are those that I have called for this very glory. For he says, for this glory I kept afar even before time began because it does not exist in time and space. It is beyond that. That is the glory that is revealed in my light and salvation. In my light and salvation. In my light and salvation. The world is going to hear you. I say the world is going to hear you. It doesn't matter where you are now. What are you going to do for these 12 months? What are you going to do for the five days that are ahead of you right now? What are you going to do for the next 15 years that are ahead of you right now? What are you going to do for the next five years that are available for you right now? What are you going to do for the next six years? What are you going to do for the week that is coming ahead of you? It has not yet happened. It's not yet on the earth. They don't know what's going to happen. What are you going to do? How do you think we know what's going to happen before it happens? Many months ago, I prophesied volcanoes. How do you think I knew that volcanoes were coming on the earth? Do you think I read an article? No. I went there and I saw it. Before COVID hit the world, I spoke it. It's on record. How did I know that a cough-like, flu-like disease was going to hit the world and hit the economies of nations? I was there. Why? Because the future is mine. Now, not talking from the office of the prophet only, but I'm talking from the office of the one that knoweth all things. The Bible says, for nothing is hid from the word. For all things are defenseless and naked before the word. They are exposed. Hebrews 4, 13, the Amplified says, all things are open and exposed. Things present, open and exposed. Things to come, open and exposed. So even if you are not a prophet, when you understand this thing, you can go into the next 20 years. People thought we were mad when we were live streaming. And then COVID came. That's when they discovered that we knew we were connected to the need of the future. When many people could not live stream a service, we were streaming the whole nation, we were streaming across the world, we were streaming to television stations, we were streaming to radio stations. That kind of structure, that kind of setup, is not something you're just doing two days. We mastered this for many years. Why? Because we knew that the future would come. You cannot say I'm saving money when you can't tell the future. You don't just save, oh, let me just wait and probably something will happen or something won't happen. No. We even save when we know what we're going to do for it in the future. You must believe God that the anxious seated on you has studied the destiny of life. You should know that the milestones of your destiny are already a revelation and imbued in the word. They exist. When we began Fanero, I told people, give us four years. Give us five years. We were trying to help those that will look into those five years to understand. 
But the five years were already my past. So I don't live in your present. I live in your future. Even some of the things we're explaining now, not many in this present world can understand them. Because they can't even discern the voices. But 10, 15, 20 years later, 30 years, say, oh, this is what he was saying on the set in 2021. This is what he meant. There are people we left in 2015. There are people we left in 2000. They are 2000. There are people we left in 2006. They're still in the eons of 2006. And everything in their lives is connecting to 2006. The cars they buy, their 2006. The phones, everything is connected to the year we left. Somebody shout hallelujah. Refuse to stay back when the world is evolving. Start to see the future. What makes greatness as is is the ability of a man or a woman to position themselves hundreds and hundreds. Because when you understand this mystery, God told me this was the door to preserve your message and relevance till I retire. That's when you go beyond ministering to the things that are physically seen or interpreted or designed. And God flips your testimony into the glory of eternal purpose and life. That in every eon, in every age of human existence, your message will be relevant, I tell you. Until Christ returns. If I go home before Christ returns, these things will be played until Christ returns. I know it. You don't need to convince me. You don't even need to ask me how, but I know it, that I know it, that I know it, because I tapped that place. And if you're a man of wisdom, a woman, you've connected to it already. You see, that is why he calls his ministers ministering spirits. Because spirits are not subject to space. Spirits are not subject to time. They can appear in one place and disappear in that very place and appear in another place. See, when Satan was tempting Jesus, the Bible says, in a twinkling of an eye, he took him to a what? To a high place, a high mountain. In a twinkling of an eye. Because these were spirits. They were walking and functioning in the spirit realm. Versus the devil took him up to a high mountain in a twinkling of an eye, in a moment, Luke 4, 5, he says the devil took him up to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the habitable world in a moment of time, in a twinkling of an eye. Not only did he take him up in a mountain, it showed him all the kingdoms of the habitable world in a moment. So how did the devil walk with Christ to see the whole world in a moment? Just one moment. And the reality and knowledge of everything on the habitable world was recorded in that moment. See, spirits, spirits are not subject. You see what I'm saying? They're not subject. Because that experience was a spiritual experience. You see, Christ not only can appear in a moment, he has the ability to affect every moment. Satan could only show but he had no ability to change it. Jesus can change. He has the ability of choice even in that moment. Satan can appear in place in just a moment but that doesn't mean that he has the power to change anything in that atmosphere. But Jesus will appear in any moment whether present or future and change it. The word can change it. That power, he says, as the Father has sent me, so send I you. You're not only in the world just appearing and disappearing in moments. That's even an inferior life. The more glorious one is to be able to affect your present moment, real time, and your future immediately. It's possible to change your some people are still in the conversation of, you know, if the Lord wills, we'll do this. But if he has said that I have made known unto you the mystery of my will, 
Why are you still in the realm of the, if the Lord wills? No, there are people who are still in that realm. Oh, you know, if the Lord wills, I'll come. If it ain't will, I will not come. Ephesians 1 9, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he has purposed in himself. So it's a purpose within the Godhead that the revelation of the mystery of his will is made known to So how can you say, if the Lord wills? You should know the will. It should be a revelation. You should understand how God is patterned in the making of will. It's in the spirit and glory of the liberty of the spirit. So when we talk about liberty, what do we really mean? Do you know again that right now the brains of men are searching out? Some people are still struggling because they have not been taught to think all things possible. Now somebody stand to doubt. Where is this going? Where is he going? Is that even possible? No, you see, you are there because you were not taught a faith where all things are possible to him that believeth. Let me make an assumption that is so crazy. What if a man by faith says, I'm going to stay alive until Jesus returns. Is it possible? But the days of a man are 70 by reason of strength, 80. Who says that? Moses. Alright, so what if Moses says that? Oh, what if God had actually said that? Does that mean that that cannot change? Because if it cannot change, then you are wrong, God, to say that all things are possible to him that believes. But if you say all things, all things are possible. So it's not that it's impossible. It's whether the man or woman has enough word or truth in them to believe it. Men lived in the body for 960 years. Men lived in the body before, in human history, for 900 years. In the same body that you're dealing with at 80, you're shaking. No, a man with the same heart, kidneys, lungs, brain, lived for 900 years. Oh, ye of little faith. Ye of little faith. In the same body, same body. That means the human body has the ability. This is Adam lived for 930 years. Adam, 930 years. 930 years. In the same body, pumping the same blood. Seth, the Bible says 912 years. Methuselah was what? 960. 960. A man is in the body 960 years. But for you at 40, you're like, 40 years, you can't breathe. 50, you can't even run. I refuse that in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. amen. And then he went to be with the Lord. Not, and then he got cancer, cancer, and then he started breathing hard. We have to redefine a world where all things are possible. You see, it begins with whose revelation? He says, whether Paul, whether Apollos, or Cephas, Apostle Grace, <laughs> all things are yours. Whether things present or things to come, you have them. The church is moving in a reality not far from now. The Lord spoke to me a couple of years ago where people will start to fear Christians because we're going to do things that science can't explain, that biology can't explain, that physics can't explain, that chemistry can't periodic table cannot interpret. All things are possible to him that believeth. And where does it begin from? In him was life. And that word life is the very life of God's way. In him was the very life of God's way. And that life was the light of men. So we carry the light of the very life which is in God. Of God the very life of God. It's in you. 
Are you ready to believe God? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not that what I've said is impossible. The question is, are you ready to believe God that far? Are you ready to believe God that big? This only Jesus is big enough to reveal. And only a man in him is big enough to walk into. Now the revelation is come. What are you going to do? You have next week. You have tomorrow. What are you going to do? You have a whole year. What are you going to do? You have 10 years. He says one day in the house of the Lord. He says a thousand. A thousand. In fact one version of scripture says a thousand years. What are you going to do with his presence? When this is available for you. Somebody shout hallelujah. I want to pray with you. I want you to just raise your voice and speak to God. Speak to God. Come on, speak in other tongues. I will not forget you all my days and every situation. You have never failed. Come on, pray in tongues. God of yesterday, God of today, you're the God of tomorrow. You're still the same. My very present help in time of need. In every situation, you have never failed. Yahweh, 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 I will not forget you all. My days in every situation, you have never Yahweh, Yahweh, help me quiet. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. Yahweh. I will not forget you. You are my day. Every situation you have never failed. Yahweh, 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 Yahweh. I will not forget you. Not. In every situation, Yahweh, 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 Yahweh. Come on, speak it out of tongues. Yahweh. Come on, come on, come on, come on, create, change your present and future. Come on, come on, Zabababakosha. Rende, re, 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 re,
I will not forget you, oh, my days. In every situation you have made, I pray for you. That may this understanding settle in your mind, in your spirit, so deeply. May it be so guarded and rooted. May God help you walk in the power to change your present and future circumstances. May God teach you how to redeem time. The Bible says redeem the time for the days are evil. That means that the course is against the children of light. But ye are that light that shines in darkness and darkness comprehended you not. That means it's stuck in the past. It has no bearing in the present or your future and so align yourself to the realities because the light shineth continuously and nothing can cut it out nothing can frustrate the light of god which is in you i decree and i declare that you're entering a future of all possibility in your career of all possibility in your ministry of all possibility, in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of all possibility. May the revelation of God undergird you even in the hardest times to align yourself to all things possible. I decree that your next 20, 30, 40 years are already fixed and defined. Your next 100 years, your abilities go beyond even your existence in the flesh and your ministry will outlive even your physical existence. I decree and I declare that God is working in you to arrest the things that could frustrate your future right now. For the Bible says, for a prudent man, for a seeth evil and hideth himself that you'll fix the things and that God will give you the wisdom and grace to see and understand the things coming ahead so you will dodge them and align yourself or that you'll not be slowed by the winds of destruction and violence and disease and frustration in the mighty name of Jesus in him was life and the life was the light of man may these things keep you and if you're there and you've never given your life to Christ, I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you because you died for my sins and was raised for my glory. Tonight, I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. I'm born again. Amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero, make manifest.